Hey everybody, it's Travis here from Everything and Nothing. How's everybody doing? I'm back with a late night little show. Um, this is my 20th freestyle that I've done, which is crazy. Well, not crazy, but I didn't expect to do this many. When I first set out to do a freestyle, it was just something that I thought was a good idea to do for fun, right? <clears throat> and, uh, once that happened, I was like, you know, I'm going to keep doing them. And then here we are at 20. I set the number to five, and then I kept going because I felt like, uh, this is something I enjoy, and so just keep it going. Now, this might not be my last one, <clears throat> but it might be my last one for a minute. Um, it's easy to get distracted, so it's fun to do freestyles because I can throw a lot of topics all in one time all in one show and get them all out the way because sometimes I get so like befuddled with ideas that I don't want to separate each one and make a show for each one and so it's easier to sometimes make a freestyle where I can just throw it all in one time so that's what the idea was oh and the idea was also so it can just be free and not really structured but <clears throat> to be honest I never really had a structure to the show anyway other than how I introduced myself um I've always just went straight from the gut when I talk to you guys. And that's kind of what I'm doing today. So, um, where do I start? Uh, let's see. Well, initially, I was going to talk about Clueless because it's going to be 25 years since the movie premiered. And there's going to be like a special edition of it coming out on DVD, right? And last week, I had no idea that the 25th anniversary was coming up. But last week, I was thinking to myself about how there was no movie of the 90s like Clueless before Clueless. Like, Clueless came along and became the template for all 90s teen rom-coms. Like, think about it. There's no movie like Clueless before Clueless. What movie in the 90s? In the previous four years, or previous five years before, because you got 1990, 91, 92, 93, and 94, and Clueless came out in 95. So, what in the previous five years constitutes as a highly grossing, still rememberable 90s teen movie? Like, when Clueless came along, it stood by itself in a class of his own, and it became the template for all movies to follow. That's why you got a lot of movies after Clueless that are like Clueless. <clears throat> it introduced a whole lot of teen rom-coms. Like, that's why we got all the She's All That's and the 10 Things I Hate About Shoes and the Can't Hardly Waits and the uh, Center Stages. And uh, I love Center Stage, by the way. But well, we all know this already. Uh, and whatever other teen rom-com came out, oh, whatever it takes, even though that was like 2000, but, you know, even into the 2000s, Clueless's impact was, you know, felt in terms of teen movies. So, yeah, I was thinking, like, this really set the standard for 90s teen romantic comedies. Now, in terms of 2000s, that's another question. What 2000s movie stood out as the template for romantic teen comedies in that decade? 
that's a harder question to answer, if you ask me. So, I'll let y'all think about that. So, y'all want to know something funny? Well, during quarantine, I don't know if I mentioned to y'all how much I have been drinking, right? Because that's what everybody's doing to try to get through this shit. They're drinking. Let's face it, they are. And if they're not drinking, they're eating. So, I've done both. But I thought about when I first started drinking, and that's like probably a little over 12 years ago. And I thought to myself, I don't think ever since I started drinking, being I started really regularly drinking at 20 probably, and I don't think I ever took a whole month off in the whole 12 or so years that I've been drinking. So, because I came to the realization that I was drinking too much during quarantine, and I decided, you know what, I want to take a month off because I'm doing a little too much. Because you notice it only when you see all the cans and bottles that you got stocked up because you really couldn't, at the time, take anything to the store to get recycled. So you're stocking up all these bottles and cans, and I'm like, damn, this is all mine. I'm like, damn, I got to chill out. So (laughs) I decided not to drink for a month. The whole month of July, which is now. Uh, Since I went a cold two weeks without having anything, and then I had like a beer or two the other night because it was my sister's birthday. So, uh, I guess, I mean, that counts to me because I didn't want to have anything. But I'm back on the road. You know, I made a pit stop, now I'm back on the road. And so, for the rest of the month, um... I'm going to try to stick to that, I guess. So, long story short, wish me luck. And hope that I can... I know that I can. I made it two weeks. I can make it the next two weeks. So, yeah. That's where I stand on that. I want to give a huge, huge shout-out to Tamar Braxton. Uh... It was very shocking that apparently she tried to commit suicide today. Um, That, to me, seems very uh, not only shocking, but out of nowhere. And you just realize how people are going through stuff and you never know how it's affecting them. And they never speak about it because people don't just openly discuss what's eating away at them or what their issues are. And I always wonder like what is going on that would make someone think that that's the only option they have or that that's you know the only way to fix whatever it is they are feeling inside and I don't know what she was going through to make her say to herself you know this is what I gotta do because this is just too much um and she was unconscious for a while. Apparently, she's woke now. And the doctor said she'd be okay. Thank God. But, like, it was pretty scary. And then also, this thing with Nick Cannon. Now, that's a whole nother discussion. Because, I, yeah. I haven't seen the interview or the clip of what he apparently was saying. And I don't want to speak too much about that because I haven't seen it. I also know that he apparently was tweeting some stuff about taking his own life as well. Because it's it's really weird. Like, I can't speak on what happened in regards to the fallout. I mean, his show gets canceled. His show gets canceled. That's what I was saying. 
his talk show gets pushed back. He was fired and let go by Viacom. But then I also read somewhere that his show was on pause or it was, you know, that wasn't gone completely or something like that. I don't know. The, the, but the thing is, like, we're so, like, they were, they wasted no time and were so quick to just get rid of him and cancel him and, and I'm like, what What the hell did he, like, it made me want to go and look and I haven't looked yet because just too much going on. But I really want to know, like, what he said was that bad that they, 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 they wasted no time trying to check him and set him's ass straight. But all these other motherfuckers out here saying stuff, they let them go on, no, 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 before they get checked. Oh, but they held him up real quick. Oh no, you ain't you ain't getting with this nigga. Yeah, but they let everybody else say all crazy kind of shit, and they just get fined. But they get to keep their shows. What kind of shit is that? Hell, there's people out here who don't look like him, who are not his complexion, who have said way worse on their radio shows. But that's another story for another day as well. I'm just saying, that's some bullshit to me. But hey. Okay. I hope he's doing good. And I hope he also takes the time he needs to reevaluate and reassess whatever the situation is. So that he can come back stronger than before. Him and Tamar. That's my bottom line. And I will leave you there with that.